Hello and welcome to I Am Good Actually, the podcast. Sorry. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Moshe's in the echoey room again, so apologies for any bad sound. It's all Moshe's fault. Yeah, 100%. Um, But if it does make you feel any better, we did try to record this on Saturday when we were both corpses and it was so bad that we decided that we had to record it later. So, I mean, you say both of us were corpses. I would argue I was less corpse-like than you, my dear friend. Oh, 100%. I was 10 times more of a corpse than you, but I feel like you weren't on your A-game either. No, not at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like after I had some fish and chips, I was back in the game yeah I was um that was genuinely one of my top three hangovers of all time it was the one of the worst days of my life Saturday I've never seen you that hangover in my life it was it was disgusting so Mia came down and spent the weekend with me came up but okay came up sorry um and we went out for just a couple of drinks on Friday night because on Saturday we were going to see self-esteem with some of our friends uh so we were like we're just gonna go out for a couple of drinks nothing casual Fast forward to 2am on Saturday morning. It was, we had like buckets of espresso martini. I downed a glass of red wine and then smashed it on a table. Like it was chaos. Yeah, Yeah, we went to a bar near your place that we were told in advance, the cocktails are huge. And we were like, okay, we got (laughs) these espresso martinis and they were literally in vases. Yeah. Like there's no other way of putting it. It was a vase. My cup especially yours was like an ice cream sundae like a knickerbocker glory glass but like a massive one and mine was a goblet that's the only way I can describe it it was like the goblet of fire wasn't it full of espresso martini and they were garnished with refresher bars yeah it all went it went downhill swift very swift it's good night (laughs) but yeah you were you were just a barrel of regrets all day Saturday weren't you I was fighting for my life from the second I woke up I think my favourite moment was when you looked at me and went, would you be really mad if I didn't come? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, why? It won't impact your night. And I just went, it will. I want you there. And you just looked at me so sincerely and went, oh, why do you have to love me so much? <laughs> like every day of my life, I love how much you love me. But that one day I was like, I wish you would just get annoyed and not want to spend time with me just on this one day. <laughs> would you just let me die in peace for the love of yeah. Christ? And just stop caring. That's what I wanted you to do. Just temporarily stop caring about me. (laughs) But you pulled through and we had a fucking great time at the gig. It was so good. Our Lord and Saviour, Rebecca Lucy Taylor. She's so good. Just she was an absolute queen. We sobbed like babies multiple times. And then honestly, I think that fighting for my life all day was almost worth it for when we got back to mine (laughs) and we'd been to a shitty chicken shop and Mia bought me some popcorn chicken and we literally laid in bed with my fairy lights on eating popcorn chicken and I literally looked at Mia, we was watching TikToks (laughs) and I was like, this is genuinely one of the happiest moments of my life. And it was almost (laughs) like I had to experience the bad of all day to appreciate just how good that moment was. I honestly thought you were going to cry in that moment. I've never seen you I was close to it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then at one point you looked to me, I don't eat meat like ever. Every now and then you just need a (laughs) shitty chicken burger. And we'd we'd ordered it. I said, I'm going to eat meat tonight. Nothing, nothing clicked in her head. Then all of a sudden she just looked at me and went, you're a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? (laughs) That was such good chicken though. Oh my God. That popcorn chicken was one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life. You just can't beat a shitty chicken shop. No, you can't. Can I just say, how weird is it that we've both got our hair up? I never tie my hair up either. I never have my hair up either. Shows how much we don't give a shit today. We're still on a (laughs) two-day hangover from the weekend. (laughs) Do you know what? I genuinely was still not feeling 100% yesterday. It was an actual two-day hangover for me. I was exhausted. I think I went to bed at nine o'clock last night. Oh, I didn't. I ended up staying up. So I came to my sister's yesterday, hence why I'm in the echoey cave. Um, And we ended up watching... Bedtime, sorry, In Bed with Madonna. You know that documentary that she did years ago, yeah. like a really old one when she was younger? Because um, my sister absolutely loves Madonna and I'd never seen it. And it is so good. Yeah. So good. So I good. think it's called, I want to say it's called Bedtime Stories. I think in the US it was called In Bed with Madonna. Oh, interesting. Or was her album called Bedtime Stories? Anyway, When you why, started saying great. Bedtime Stories, I thought you were just going to say you were watching loads of CBeebies Bedtime Stories. <laughs> 
That's what I needed on Saturday night. That's what I needed on Saturday morning. Yeah, you actually did, to be fair. I needed oh, and Harry I was... Styles with CBB bedtime stories. And he can start with hello, like he does hello. His, <laughs> on his calm sleep story. If anyone's listened to Harry Styles, literally the first word, he goes, hello. <laughs> we were trying to listen to it to try and actually have a sensible night's sleep one time and then just ended up crying with laughter, just playing it over yeah. and over again. Just, hello, I'm Harry Styles. But now, even if I'm on my own, if I decide to watch it, I'm like, right, get in bed, snuggle down. And then he says, hello. And it makes me laugh for five same. minutes before I can try and sleep. Like it always makes me laugh now. Same, 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 same. Yeah. Oh, I did see the love of, I found the love of my life on Saturday night, didn't I? He did. And then he disappeared yeah. into the distance, never to be seen again. So that's a shame. Um, Bim and I he didn't covered. see him as well. Yes, because you were like clinging on. You were too busy opening and closing gates for <laughs> staff. You had a new job. I had a job. So we managed to get a little spot at Hammersmith Apollo, don't which tell is everyone, right don't, to the very left. Don't tell everyone where it is. We'll never get it again. Okay. Basically, I was next to like some sort of, it was, would you call it a fence? It's, okay. the gate, it's the gate entrance to the pit, yeah. Yeah, basically, um, and which I was just draped all over <laughs> trying to <laughs> breathe. Um, and then it got to the point where people kept opening and shutting it for like photographers and people like that to walk in and out. And it just, I just ended up doing it. I just got employed for a little bit. Didn't get paid, but got employed. <laughs> By, uh, yeah, so I got a little job, which gave me something to live for yeah. while we was waiting for them to come out. <laughs> it kind of kept me alive, I think, having like a purpose. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> Um, Bimini was supporting and they covered Lily Allen the Fear which is one of the best like it's poetry the lyrics and that are fucking phenomenal and um, me and our friend Flynn were having a boogie and this guy just sort of came past because we were by the men's toilets door as well and he like stopped Mm -hmm. and like danced and sang with us for a minute and then just like disappeared and he was everything I've ever wanted in a man and he knew the lyrics to Lily Allen oh so he's probably gay yeah I was thinking I'd surely I mean it wasn't exclusively gay but I would have been uh impressed not surprised impressed if he wasn't gay I mean that makes it more likely he's my soulmate then doesn't it because it's completely unattainable (laughs) yeah someone that you can't have right up your street perfect (laughs) oh speaking of I'm still off the apps congrats thanks um but almost the second I deleted said apps somebody I spoke to on the apps like a couple years ago a year ago popped mm. straight back up in my whatsapps because they sense it it's like they know love that love that mm. i've actually got a couple of updates okay yeah so on friday night when i got home well saturday morning when i got home at 2 a.m i made oh. the mistake of bearing in mind i'm so i was so drunk that i don't remember going home i don't know how i managed to type a coherent text message um but i text Let's just refer to him as an old flame. Uh, not my ex. Let's, let's call him Large Greg. Large Greg. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Large Greg, who I'd had previous encounters with and I hadn't spoken to for a while. <laughs> um, I text him saying, so I, we've got a nickname for him, which he doesn't know about. So I text him saying, Large Greg, <laughs> called him his nickname, uh, and said, you out. Literally went home, immediately passed out, and I had him archived as well. So I woke up the next day and looked at my messages. And then there was just a one in the archive, and I was like, what's that? And, oh, I'd received a response saying, ha, 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 um, I wasn't out, and I'm seeing someone. Hope you're okay. Which was effectively, please fuck off and never talk to me again. So I was just like, um, and that was the start of me wanting to not be alive for the rest of the Yeah, day. it wasn't the best. He was one of the aha boys that we've previously discussed. So I was quite impressed that he said ha-ha instead of aha this time. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I wish he'd just gone aha ye. So yeah, so that happened. Yeah, and that then happened. weirdly enough, I haven't deleted the apps. Mm-hmm. And I woke up on Sunday morning to 13 people that had liked me on Hinge. Yep, you did. Which has never happened. And then last night when I got to my sister's, I looked on Bumble and I swiped right. And you know when that means someone's liked you first, so you like immediately match with them mm-hmm. to 21 people. Any of them any good? Yeah, half of them. Right. So I've like messaged the ones, you know, like when you just swipe in and then you're like, okay, I need to properly review these yeah. likes now. Um, so I ended up messaging 12 of them. Holy shit. And do you know what's actually quite funny? I don't think one of them's replied. <laughs> I'm just checking now. I've, I've, I've had one response. 
one in 12 oh, isn't bad odds. It's not bad odds. Yeah. Well, I panicked because I realised I've still got to do my March date, don't I? I haven't had a date in March yet. You do? What date are we at? The 13th? We're nearly halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I need to get on that. Yeah, you do. Top so someone better fucking reply to me on Bumble <laughs> and then I can do it. That's fucking hilarious. But I mean, I don't know where all these people have come from. Maybe everyone just got on it this weekend. The yeah. whole of London was just pissed and going, way. Yeah. Sorry, that's like a real yeah. insult. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to do with me. Thanks, Mia. It's not that actually anyone likes me. Everyone was just obviously as drunk as I was on Friday night. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think it was, and that's really horrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're lucky I can take it. Yeah, we're lucky today that you're in the right state of mind. I think if I'd said that on Saturday, you would have headbutted me. You wouldn't have had the energy to headbutt me. No, before we went out on Saturday, I did make Mia watch the all too well 10 minute version short film and fucking just cried the whole way through it pretty much. It's good. But I mean, that's not even a hangover thing. No, I don't think I've ever watched it and not cried. So that wasn't, I can't even blame that on the hangover. It was just me. No, that's just Taylor. Yeah, it's Queen Taylor. Queen Taylor. Um... Any other goss? I don't think so. I think no. Should we should we get crack a lack in then? Should we crack on with the old epsidodal? <laughs> epsidodal. You know why I said that? I love that. Did you? We're going to call it that from now on. Oh yeah. no, I regret it instantly then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also as well. Mm. Um, for anyone that subscribes to our Patreon, we've got some videos from us very hungover corpses bonus content on Saturday. So if yes. anyone wants to see that for a good old laugh, <laughs> sign up to our Patreon, please. Yes. Otherwise, you won't. We've also got some footage of us watching Fall on Netflix and Morsh sweating so much, I thought she was oh going to die. God. Yeah. We, but yeah, that was good content as well. So that's all going to go on our Patreon. Um, so if you want to see it, sign up. Price of one coffee a month. Not yeah, even expensive. Come on, lads, say that. All right. Well, now should we cool. get on with the epsidoddle? <laughs> yeah, epsidoddle me up, <laughs> spunk me up. Remember that? <laughs> hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Hi all. Just a really quick note to say this part of the episode does contain references to abusive relationships and sexual assault. So if that's something you want to find difficult, you might want to skip this one. <laughs> So this week we are talking about sacrificing yourself for relationships and I want to start by talking about why are you looking at me like that? Because, <laughs> because the way you said so at the start you did very like radio for like woman's hour kind of <laughs> I know I was literally thinking that the whole time I was saying it. The whole time you were saying it I was just trying to hold in a laugh and a reaction. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Obviously, when you first come across someone, like, basically, do you cater your hinge profile to how you feel on certain days? Or is it just always, this is what you are? Do you know what I mean? I don't, like, change my prompts very often, if that's what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of what I mean. I kind of change mine, depending on, like, what I'm kind of experiencing, if you know what I mean. Because, like, sometimes I'll look back over my profile and think, I don't even believe that anymore, (laughs) like, what I've written. Oh, yeah, I've definitely done that. Like, I'll go back over it, like, every few months and be like, oh, that does not put across who I want to be. And then, like, yeah. change it all up. But it's always kind of the same vibe. It's always basically just calling everyone pricks and telling them they should love me. <laughs> yeah, see, I go through phases on my dating apps and, like, I'll either do, like, kind of not serious prompts, but you know what I mean? Like, prompts where I'm actually answering a question and people can find out stuff about me. Yeah. And then I'll get bored of that and just write stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. We I think we went we went through them last week, didn't we? And you're we decided you're in your comedy dating profile yeah, era. In comedy era. Well, it's clearly working this week. Yeah. Oh god, here it is. Perhaps I need to stay comedy. Okay, fine. Um. So basically, when you first meet people, if yeah. you match with someone on an app and you can see that they are like a certain type of person, in that you can see that they like a lot of their pictures of them at gigs or something or they've Mm -hmm. got you know like sometimes you can see what people listen to on Spotify yeah do you kind of pretend that you are into something that they are obviously into to try and get them to like you or are you always just like this is me I don't like that but tell me about it vibes um I don't do that anymore I definitely did when I was younger like as a teenager Mm -hmm. like I think my entire music knowledge and the fact that I have I know so much music from so many different genres 80% of that is from trying to impress boys (laughs) yeah like I remember 
there was this one guy that I was dating for a bit when I was like nine no god I was like 17 and mm-hmm. he mentioned once in passing that he really liked Bob Dylan so I went home and went on Pirate Bay and downloaded every single thing Bob Dylan has ever released including like b-sides and like live recording sessions everything under Bob Dylan's name that was on Pirate Bay don't mm-hmm. don't pirate music guys but back then it was fine <laughs> <laughs> And like, just to try and be this person that I thought he wanted, because I think when you're younger, you, you really think that men want like a mirror image of themselves in their partner. Like you have to have all the same enjoyments. That's not the word I wanted, but it'll do. Um, But now, not so Enjoyments. That took you so long. You mean interests? Yes. I did. Enjoyments. This is a list of my enjoyments. Would you like I, to see it? I've got an English degree. I know. What the fuck, Mia? Jesus. But yeah, now I definitely don't do it so much. Like I think if I started dating someone who was like more into a genre of music that I already really like, mm-hmm. like I'd potentially be listening to it more if we were dating just because it's a yeah. shared interest. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't like pretend that I only like like heavy metal when in actual fact, most of the time I'm listening to Taylor Swift. I think for me, I used to do the same as you when I was a lot younger. But nowadays I kind of use it, if I'm talking to a guy about music and he's like, have you heard of this band? And I haven't, I will almost use it as like a conversation prompt to keep the conversation going. So instead of lying, being like, yeah, I love them when I don't know any of their music. I'll be like, no, like what's, tell me like three of their best songs and I will go and listen to them. And it's almost like a way to talk. But I do think you need to have that fundamental common interest with things like that anyway. Like I would never match with a guy that's like, my favourite music is classical and country. And like, it's just something that I don't know anything about. Like, I think I need to have like a basic common interest anyway. So I don't need to lie too much about it if you know what I mean but I do one thing I do do is play down stuff that I am interested in in what way so for a little bit on my bumble I did have my Spotify up Mm -hmm. and I think one guy was like I can see from your Spotify that you're like most listened to artist is Taylor Swift (laughs) and I think he was like really into like heavy rock music or something but he was super hot so I was just like yeah like I've just been listening to her like in the last week because like her new album's come out something and I didn't want to be like oh yeah I scream cry along to her at least once a day and I have done for the past two years like <laughs> I didn't want to be that obvious about it so it's not like playing down really important things yeah um but yeah and like my uh, the thing that I do really play down which is pretty weird is the cross stitch thing yeah why what do you think they're gonna think if they know that you cross stitch because I think it is fundamentally a really nerdy hobby mm-hmm. um And I think if someone, you need to rely on them giving you the chance to either explain it or be interested enough for me to actually show them an example of what I do. And whenever I've done that, the boys are always like, oh my God, that's really cool. Because they know I'm not like sitting there cross-stitching like Beatrix Potter things. (laughs) Like, because it's like current stuff or like popular stuff or swear words or whatever. And like, it's funny, but you need to kind of say it first and then they're like cross stitch and I don't want people to be like oh my god she's like a fucking granny that sits there cross stitching so I'm actually really wary of bringing that up interesting I mean my main hobby that I do on evenings when I've got nothing to do is play the sims and I'm more than happy to just tell everyone that the sims is ledge though anyone that doesn't play the sims is weird but it's always girls I don't know any men that play the sims I know guys that used to like I know guys that did back in the day but it's very much like a female aimed game isn't it like men like to kill things we like to we like to kill people on it but by torturing them slowly to death rather than just an instant gunshot to the head like in Call of Duty okay I've got two questions for you that are both sims related yes one do you admit to men that you literally (laughs) make them in the sims if you're like every man that I've ever been dated I have made a version of them in the sim (laughs) okay no I don't admit that because I don't do that don't lie you made me with you with loads of men that we fancied the other day Harry Styles was there celebrity men is different and then the game got deleted anyway so it was worth it I I wouldn't I haven't I don't think I've made like an IRL person that I know to like date me on the sims since I was about 14 (laughs) do you know what I genuinely every man that I'm interested in that isn't interested in me I make them on the sims and then marry them (laughs) 
Okay, that's... Yeah, don't admit that. I'm going to say don't. Just keep that one to yourself. The best is like, if they've pissed me off, I will do that and then make like a celebrity version. Oh my God, the amount of people that I have married on The Sims had a baby with them and then left them with the baby and gone off and had an affair with Harry Styles and things like that. (laughs) Mia, I'm 36 years old. In my defence, I it's not much of a defence. I was just going to say I haven't actually played The Sims since before COVID, weirdly enough. But that was still only two years ago. It's not like <laughs> I was doing this when I was 15. I was still doing this when I was like 33. It's actually three years ago. How scary is that? Oh, actually, I'm lying because I don't think I did that when I was with my ex. So maybe to give myself some credit, it was like six or seven years ago. Okay. So when you were 30. But I was still 29. <laughs> yes. It's still not a defence. <laughs> This is amazing. I say so much stuff on this podcast that I'm like, like ideally, I would never reveal this about myself in real life. I just love how you said with your whole chest, do you admit to men that you do this? <laughs> what was your second question? Uh, my second question is what's the most unhinged thing you've ever done on The Sims? Because everyone has done something unhinged. I made a female serial killer and in her basement, because on the get to work um expansion you can build a prison so I used all the prison stuff to make loads of cells and seduced loads of men from around the neighborhood and then locked them in the cells and then what and they slowly died because they had no food in there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the most unhinged things I've ever done on the sims and I'm actually a bit concerned oh god here we this, go is I learned every <laughs> young adult <laughs> into my basement (laughs) and I'd almost like created individual rooms for them that all had a chair an easel (laughs) and a toilet and then I would put them into the room and then delete the door and then add them all into my household eventually when I was like having conversations with them and then I just had like 15 children all painting for me so I could stop them painting. So you made a sweatshop so I didn't have to work. So I would just go out all day, like living my absolute best life at the gym with the swimming pool stuff while I had all of these like underage children painting for me. So you literally just created a sweatshop in your Sims house, yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. And then they either died or if they got old, because I don't know if you've noticed on The Sims, once you get older, it takes you longer to finish a painting. So then um, if they didn't die, I I would do the whole put them in a swimming pool, delete the ladder trick. (laughs) It doesn't work anymore. Oh, what? Because you climb in and out without a ladder now. You can't kill them in the ladder. Oh, fuming. Do you know the best way, the quickest way to get an old person to die is just to keep shagging them and they die of exhaustion. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most mere death. On the Sims I would like to just, life. yeah, thank you for saying The Sims again, because that out of context is really, really bad. I'm gonna, we're going to make that the rule without any of The Sims chat above it. Just shag them to death and they'll die of exhaustion. It's a good tip. I'm just saying. Oh, God. I'm really mad at myself for admitting how psychotic I am on The Sims. I'm so happy you've admitted all that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, a, that was a very big old tangent, wasn't it? It was worth it, though. It was. Are there any things that you have done in terms of pretending that you like something or you don't like something or examples of things that you know men have done for you? I mean, there must be, but nothing is coming to my head. Like, mm. like I think all of us in the start of a relationship kind of portray a different version of ourselves, don't we? And mm. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially when you're younger, again, I think you do that to a more extreme degree. Um, mm-hmm. I think the music thing is definitely, like, the main one. But, yeah, like, nothing really, really springs to mind. Like, I've never, like, taken up a hobby because a guy's liked it. Like, I'd never be like, oh, I love mountain climbing. Let's go. Or I love canoeing. Yeah. Yeah. The only examples I can think of, um, one for me, and this isn't an example, but men just always think that it is, is my love of Formula One. 
Mm-hmm. And I think men think that I just write that on my profile or when I talk about it, they're doing it because I want to be like, oh, I'm one of those cool girls that likes Formula yeah. One. But every Sunday, I will genuinely try and watch the Formula One on my yeah. own. And I don't do it so I can post about it or tell people it's because I genuinely enjoy it. But I think men think that that is me trying to be like, oh, I'm one of those fun girls that you can watch a Formula One with. And it's not true. That's because men think only boys can like sport because we're too simple. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. I've I've had stuff like that before with like the fact that like I'll drink a pint and eat a burger, and I've had people say to me like, "Oh, you're like such a cool girl," like as in like a mocking way, like gone girl kind of. Yeah, like people think you're trying too hard, and you're like, "No, I'm just doing something I enjoy." Actually, yeah, yeah. You know, like the whole yeah. start of Gone Girl when it's when she's talking about the the cool girl who like suck his dick and eat pizza and drink beer and all that, and I'm like, uh, I'm not trying to be yeah. cool. I just like those things. The only other example I could think of as well, and this is from a boy doing it to me, and I don't know, this might be quite unfair, but there was a date that I went on a couple of weeks ago. And I think I remember telling you that while I was talking about the things that I like or the things that I enjoy, he was really OTT, like super interested and into it. And that's not, I know that we spend a lot of time moaning about men on this podcast. And I don't want this to seem like another example of something where a man can't win, because that is nice that he was showing an interest. And I wasn't mad about it. But I just kind of got the vibe that everything I was saying, he was just like, oh my God, me too. And you know, when you're like, mm. after like the temp thing, you're like, okay, surely you can't be that super enthusiastic about every single thing I'm saying. And it's not been proven, obviously. Like he didn't turn around after to be like, yeah, I was lying to make you like me. But I just kind of got that vibe. And I might be completely wrong. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But that was the only example of me, like as an adult, having something where I was like, I I think you were just trying to make me be like, oh my God, we've got so much in common and not necessarily. Because like he was like super into my cross stitch. And I was a bit like... (laughs) Even I'm not into it that much. And I do it every fucking day. So surely you can't be into it that much. I don't know. But it was nice. I'm not moaning about it, just to be clear. But yeah, it just makes you question it. Yeah, I think I'd yeah. feel the same if everything I said, they were like, oh, that's my favorite thing too. And it's like, are you just trying to force a connection here? Yeah. 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 They can't win. Maybe it's I'm, true. Maybe they can't I'm wrong. Win. And it, it, maybe I'm wrong. And it wasn't a forced connection, it was a genuine one. And I completely muck this up <laughs> I was like he was actually my dream man and I was like this is all fake and I hate it I was like well, actually it wasn't he wasn't your dream man no we'll never know anyway but we know but we'll never know but we do know but we'll never actually know <laughs> but guess what guys we actually already know <laughs> I think another thing that I want to discuss is I know that we've said as adults we don't tend to have much experience with this but we did it when we was younger why do you think we do this because I think me and you in particular does don't sound like we've ever really been that bad for it but I know people that have met partners and have literally changed their entire personality mm. like one like one day they wake up and they don't like something and then the next day they meet someone and then the day after all of a sudden they're really into like a particular sport that they've never spoken about before and they're like yeah I've like watched it all the time and you're like you haven't I know you haven't so yeah it's just like like you said I think you referenced it earlier and it's it kind of hits the nail on the head it's trying to force a connection yeah that isn't there and it's something we do so much when we're younger and I wonder what it is in our brains that don't make us realize that if you have to force it it's not right (laughs) I think it's just like that desperate human urge to be loved and to love and also I, I I would say I think women do this more than men um please yeah. correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure if I put this bit on TikTok I'll be corrected immediately um yeah but I think we have especially like the millennial generation and probably Gen X mm-hmm. as well we've been brought up in such a way that women have always been shown that we're not good enough for body reasons for intelligence for for every fucking thing you're either too sexy or not sexy enough you're too fat you're too skinny like everything is always you're not quite right and also that we're not interesting enough that like female interests Mm -hmm. have always been looked upon as like silly things to like like look at the response that like one direction fans get and then but the beatles are a good band but um weren't they just absolutely adored by female fans originally and not taken seriously Mm -hmm. when that was happening anything that women Mm -hmm. like 
come together with and enjoy is quite Mm. infantilized and dismissed so I think for a lot of women they feel like to be respected and liked they have to pretend to be more like to have more masculine interests almost I completely agree with what you're saying but I also think an added layer to that is to be respect women feel like to be respected and liked they always need to come across as less than what they are 100% I think at the start it's fair to say and I'm a perfect example of this you know that how I am with you Mm. I mean maybe with you is a bad example because we are (laughs) literally disgusting chaos together but how I am when I'm comfortable with friends I am loud I am cheeky I am funny I am controversial I am very opinionated Mm -hmm. and I am all of those things but I am never all of those things to the same level I am with someone that I am just speaking to I might have a conversation with a guy about something that with my friends I am super passionate about and really like feral about it but to them I will just be like yeah I have an interest in this and I will kind of give a couple of opinions about it but really try and keep it on DL and I wonder why we feel like we have to be less at the start and that you kind of can drip feed your entire personality to someone without being able to just go balls to the wall this is me on a first date because if you do that you think you'll get rejected and therefore lose whatever connection you think you might have even though in reality that means that connection isn't really there because they're connecting to a version of you that isn't yourself they're like connecting to a muted version of you and that's but that is what it is you're scared of the rejection if you show them your true self but I don't know I don't know it's it's it's, I shouldn't say I don't know of any situation where this would be okay because that's not fair obviously I don't know every relationship in the world that's ever started but I know I personally think I know for a fact that if I turned up on a first date and a conversation about something that I can't think of an example of at the moment, but something that I was felt really strongly about and had a real strong opinion and could talk about, you know, like one of those subjects that you just feel like you could talk about for hours and mm-hmm. hours. If I did that with a really strong forced opinion on a first date, it doesn't matter what that subject matter was. It doesn't matter what the man was. It would not go down well. Do you think that's fair to say? Do, do you mean if they thought the opposite to what you thought on this like say it was politics just as a no even if they agreed with me I think if I just really was like really intensely vocal about something and really super passionate and talking about it for like an hour on a day it would put a man off I think if I just had like a real strong opinion about something I mean, yeah, if you were just talking about it for an hour with like no break for conversation I would argue yes that wouldn't go down well on a day I don't I don't know. Like, I I think I kind of go into dates now. When I first started dating again after me and my ex broke up, I definitely was, I just, I had no confidence anyway. So I had no confidence on dating. But now, like, I think if I'm mm-hmm. chatting to someone and they say something that I don't agree with or we talk about something that's something I'm really passionate about, I will just go, go just go. Fuck Maybe it. for me, the way I'm thinking about it is the way that I would do it and it's not about what I'm saying it's about how I am acting so prime example obviously I'm on like a self-esteem hype at the moment because that gig Mm -hmm. on Saturday was just incredible and I feel like like when I was talking to my sister about it I was being really passionate and like oh my god and like OTT about it but I feel like if I sat down on a first date and he said what did you do at the weekend and I said I went to see self-esteem and he was like oh I really like self-esteem if I then launch into this big oh my god I went to the Google on Saturday and it was amazing and my favorite song is this because I really like it for this reason blah 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 he'd just be a bit like well, he's I feel like I would have to just be like, oh, I went to see her on Saturday and it was really good. And I couldn't be really super passionate about it because I, it just wouldn't go down well. And I'd have to kind of play down how much I loved it and how much I love her at the moment. But that's entirely on you. That's you. And that's how you're, you're putting that on yourself. Like no one else is putting that on you. No, you're yeah. not, you know, you don't know that, but you're just assuming these things because of, yeah. and that is because of a self-esteem and a lack of confidence in who you are. That's the reason that you feel like that. Yeah, fair enough. And that's why that's almost why I asked the question when I was like, do you think it's fair to say? Yeah. And I'm glad you've said, no, it's not fair to say. It's not that it's not fair to say. I totally get where you're coming from. But that does entirely stem from your own like lack of confidence in that situation. Yeah, and and completely. And the, and the fact that I feel like that's fact and you're mm-hmm. telling me it's not. Yeah. Is one helpful to me, to be honest, and to 
kind of almost that it shows that it's not fact if you know what I mean because it's entirely plausible that it, that is just in my head because of the self-esteem issues yeah. that I have oh my god revelation I know sorry just had a bit of a therapy moment there it's confusing that we're talking yeah. about self-esteem with a capital s and a capital e and then self-esteem is in the emotion <laughs> yeah sorry about that let's say confidence if we from this point onwards, if we talk about self-esteem we're talking about the woman yeah. if we're talking about ourselves we'll say confidence <clears throat> instead yeah fine but yeah, I think yeah, I think that is just that is just your lack of confidence in dating in general and your sort of fear of rejection, which everyone has and it's completely mm. understandable. But I think where you're at at the minute, that fear of rejection is a lot stronger in you than it is in me, mm. for example. Like if I go yeah. on a first date and it doesn't go great, then I mean, I'll be annoyed. <laughs> what a waste of time. But it's less destructive is that, is that fair to say? It is entirely fair to say. But again, we're doing that thing. Remember we spoke about the other week where I spend half of my time thinking that I am awful and no one's ever going to love me and half yes. of my time being like, I am the greatest person on this planet. Because as much as it does really affect me if I go on a date and it doesn't work out, <laughs> just thinking back to all the dates I've been on, they haven't worked out. I have never once blamed myself for that. <laughs> I've never come away from that date thinking that didn't work out because he doesn't like me for this reason. <clears throat> Those dates have always not gone any further because I don't like them. Yeah. And you're always the one to call it. So why do I not have any <laughs> self-esteem when I have never been rejected in the I last three years? Know. I've not once been rejected by anyone, but I'm like, all I do is get rejected. And I'm like, actually reality check. You've never been rejected apart from your, it's because of my ex. It's because of my ex. Yeah, it is. It is. That is entirely what yeah. it is. But yeah, no, you're 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 the one that always ends up calling the shots. Yeah, you need to have a bit more self confidence and realize, like, it's actually you that keeps breaking all these men's hearts, not the other way around. Shit, I actually didn't realize that. It's true. I'm not just saying it to make myself be like, oh, I'm amazing. But like, I haven't had loads of dates since I split up with my ex. But I've never had a date and then wanted to see someone again, and they've said no. It's always been me. Yep, I'm fucked up. <laughs> whereas I get into weird situationships with men they reject me and I still think I'm the best person on earth so who the fuck knows what's going on what is the matter with us we're so mentally ill (laughs) oh no we're so mentally ill I really hope people don't listen to this for advice because we are not the people to be given it no we are we are not the people one thing I did want to talk about is though there's for me there's like a fine line between showing like a fake interest in something mm-hmm. and or genuinely wanting to learn about something. Yeah. And how do you work out what the other person that you are talking to or dating is doing? Or do you just have to kind of let them do it? The example of that is that guy that I went on a date with that was like really super enthusiastic about everything that I said. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I, like, the fact that I came to the conclusion that that was probably fake. But, like, sometimes it's just okay for them to be really enthusiastic. And if he just wanted to learn about me, and where is is the line, fake or genuine? Was he, like, enthusiastically, like, asking questions about the thing you're interested in? Or was he enthusiastically going, oh, my God, I love that too? Um, Oh, God, no, I'm having a realisation that I was just a huge bitch. um, Because he was just enthusiastically asking questions about it. Like the cross stitch thing, he wasn't saying that he liked it, but he was really into it and asking me, like, how did you get started? Like, how do you come up with all of the things that you're going to do? Like, what's your favourite? Oh my God, I'm literally an awful person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how, um, that's that's the sign that he's not pretending to like the same things. He's actually just trying to learn about you. That is exactly what he's This is actually that. just what it's like when a man shows interest in you, right? And I've just never recognised him. <laughs> that is literally what that is. Well, congratulations you might have found that um that unicorn of a man and you just rejected him how are you feeling right now I'm actually feeling like a real bitch but just to be clear like I don't ever want anyone to think that like, I've ever said anything negative about him for me the spark just wasn't there it wasn't that I was like ill like, he's a lovely person I really liked him that's the thing as well I think like the reason that you felt negative about the way he was responding is because from the second you met you kind of knew that the spark wasn't there to be fair to him I didn't know that from the second it wasn't like the minute I saw him I was like no but just as the night went on I was like I'm actually really enjoying this guy's company and I really like him I haven't genuinely haven't got a bad word to say about him but I didn't have that 
butterflies like oh my mm. god I really want to see this guy again like I really hope he's into me I was just like this was nice and I enjoyed it but to me it was like no different to how I enjoy seeing my friends yeah well it goes back to the whole like an ick on one guy is a tick on another kind of thing isn't it like him showing interest yeah. in you just felt icky because that just that's just how it was like it mm. doesn't mean you're a bitch I mean it does but not completely it does yeah <laughs> an unintentional hilarious <laughs> that's so funny You are having some real realisations in this episode. I know. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. Okay, well, moving on. Flip of the coin. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an example, and I feel like this would mainly be in like proper relationships, where you sacrifice yourself, but it's not kind of sacrificing your personality in a way that is like pretending that you're into something to please someone else in the ways that we've discussed, but sacrificing yourself in the complete opposite way in that there's stuff that you don't like that you put up with um, purely to stay with someone. And I'm asking you this question purely for the podcast because I know for a fact the answer is yes, so I want you to talk about it. Um, yes. So I guess, um, forgiving cheating, um, (laughs) so many Mm. things. Like I totally, I would say in two of my serious relationships, um, one of which was actually incredibly abusive. Um, I was a shell of who I am. I constantly accepted being the small one to allow them to be the big one sacrificed career <laughs> to stay at oh, home okay. with a baby while his career just skyrocketed um yeah in so many tiny ways just you know when you just start accepting feeling like shit every day whether they intentionally are making you feel shit or not it does slowly chip away as a person you are then sacrificing mm-hmm. your true self to stay in that relationship that's the only reason do you think at the time you realized how shit that relationship was making you feel yeah no I think I knew for years <laughs> that okay. I wasn't being the being allowed to be the best me I could be and I wasn't happy obviously there were happy times it wasn't the whole thing wasn't miserable but it was my fear of going back to doing it on my own um Mm -hmm. having to go back on benefits going back to be skin all those things that are such a scary thing to do you know single parenting is fucking shit a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and just that fear of like well there won't be anyone better no one else will love me because I'd already been brought down to this point of like feeling so crap about myself in the relationship the thought of then leaving that relationship and anybody in the world wanting me just felt impossible yeah I think one of the things for me as well is that when I was in my last relationship there would be because of the way I was treated like before that relationship I never would have said that I was like a real needy person Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have said that I wasn't very trusting but then by the end of that relationship there were things that I needed him to do that even I was like it is like what am I doing why do I need him to do that because this is not me and we would have arguments about stuff and I would literally say to him I was never this person. I was not this girl. Like you, and you're mad that I'm asking you for this, but I've never, it's not like I've always been like this in relationships. I'm asking you for this because I need it because you've made me need it because of what you've done, because of the experience that I've got with you. So yeah, it's making your life harder, but it's not because I'm a nightmare. It's because you've made me like this. And it was because there were things that I shouldn't have sacrificed that I did. Like the way I was treated wasn't okay, but I... I told myself that it was okay because it was worth it in the end and it wasn't and it basically changed me as a person yeah so I saw a really good TikTok the other day um there was a girl saying like have you just been dumped by a girl and you feel like there was no reason to it and she basically drew like a graph I saw that it was brilliant and Mm -hmm. it was like the first one was like she's asked you to make more time for her to like go on dates and stuff and you say yes I'll do it so tiny problem resolved but then you don't do it so then that makes that problem bigger because she either has to come to you again, which let's be honest, all men consider nagging if you ask them to do something more than fucking once. Um, mm-hmm. And then you still don't do it. Like you said, and you and like your options are to go, shit, you're right. I'm sorry. I said I'd do that and I haven't. And then you start doing it. And that's how communication and relationship works. And that means you're going to have a healthy relationship. The other alternative yeah. and what has happened so many times in relationships I've been in and like what you're saying there is that they still don't do it. 
So then that one little thing then breeds another load of little things that you want them to do and potentially are asking them to do. And it all just crumbles into all these tiny fucking reasons that you're annoyed with them. And it can seem so small to them. They're like, how are you so annoyed that my sock was on the floor this morning? And it's like, because it's not just the sock. The sock annoyed me because this other thing you did annoyed me. And when you promised me you'd do this and didn't do it annoyed me. And it's all this, it becomes Mm. so huge. And then- And what she, the thing that I liked is that she said was that, all of those little things, basically, when you don't do one of them, it basically doesn't turn into that you having the problem with that. It means that you don't care enough about her yeah. to not fix that. Exactly. And that becomes a bigger problem in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you just go, oh, I'm not attracted to this person anymore because they've shown me that they can't be fucking asked. And then, yeah. You- Whereas men think it's because you're not picking socks up, but it's yeah. not. It's because you're not doing it's you're not willing to do anything to make them happy and it becomes a completely different issue to what you're man not thinks it is. even trying to make my life a little bit easier like basically and then what you should do is dump them what me and you both did is stayed for another few years in the hope that they would realize <laughs> miraculously themselves. they would completely change as people and then what kills me in that situation Mia and I'm not saying I was like the world's most perfect girlfriend and there is no reason why he should have left me yeah but what kills me is when I look back on that relationship, what you've described was like a large part of it for me, but I'm the one that got left. Same. Same. And you're the one that got left. Mm-hmm. Like, it should have been, I mean, in my eyes, I'm sure that if someone spoke to my ex, he would probably have a very different story. And that's absolutely fine. And again, I'm not trying to slag him off. I don't have a bad word to say about him. But I do fundamentally feel like if I was true to myself, and if I didn't, take any shit I should have been the one to end that relationship a long time before he did yeah and I would just like to add I do have a couple of bad words to say about him even if you don't (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no same like I didn't have the self-respect or the strength in that moment to leave but also I'm not going to feel bad about that because I know what situation I was in and it wasn't wasted Mm. time I could have spent years much happier sure I didn't and I've grown from that and I won't do that again see it's interesting that you say that about wasted time because I really flip between that relationship none of it was a waste of my time because I've learned so much and I wouldn't be the person I am now and I've said this loads of times before but that led me into therapy Mm -hmm. it led me to like a really I I really do feel like I had to get to that really low point to be at the high point that I am now yeah um so when I'm kind of looking at it down that avenue it doesn't feel like even a second of that relationship was wasted time but then when I look at him, think I'm 36 and I'm yeah. single and I've wasted five years of my life on all of that. Yeah. So I, I do really, I am very 50-50. It's not wasted time or it was wasted time. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, I got a child out of mine and I already had a kid. Yeah. And like for me, I've, I've had my kids now. So that sort of ticking clock doesn't exist for me. Whereas for you, yeah. you know, if you had had a child out of that relationship, which is something you want, I'm not saying that only yeah. relationships that lead to children are worthwhile, but because of where you oh, are completely. in life, mm. it would have been very different. Or if it had happened in your 20s, it'd yeah. be very different. But now it's put you in this yeah. position at a later stage in life. Yeah, maybe the whole time aspect of it, maybe it feels like wasted time because time is limited for me. Yeah, Whereas exactly. if, if time if time wasn't limited for me, if time wasn't a concept I was concerned about, then I wouldn't be concerned about the amount of time that I'd spent on that yeah. relationship. So yeah, I can Yeah, if our ovaries kept right. dropping out eggs forever, then it wouldn't be such a yeah. drama. Yeah, I think it's only because I do feel like I'm running out of time anyway whatever time I've given to someone does yeah. feel like it's really important at the moment. 100%. Mm. You touched on this earlier. So I want to talk to you about whether you feel like you've ever sacrificed your needs or played down something that you like in bed. Yeah, God, when I was younger, like I was the fake orgasm queen. Like <laughs> I, d- I always just let out a couple Harry Met Sally moments and hope for the best. <laughs> um now god no like if you don't make me come you're gonna know about it um Mm -hmm. and obviously it doesn't orgasm doesn't have to be the end goal like you can have really good sex and not come like that's okay um play down stuff I like I think for me it's been more like stuff that I've wanted to try and not had the confidence to suggest it in a long-term relationship like any Mm -hmm. sort of when I was younger in my last relationship as well to be fair like any kind of 
kink aspect that would come through would be they'd suggest it like I wouldn't have the balls to be like mm-hmm. I want to try this thing yeah but again I don't think I think now I'm kind of just like I fancy this we'll have a go they rarely say no would you because yeah. I I feel like I would only have those conversations with someone that I am in like a serious relationship mm. with like I wouldn't talk about anything kind of not off key but you know like anything that wasn't normal yeah. I wouldn't have like a conversation about that that I wanted with someone in like a situation ship or someone that I just like had like a one night stand with or something mm-hmm. I yeah I mean I also I do mainly tend to date men that cover tat in tattoos and if they can handle needle pain they tend to kind of enjoy other aspects <laughs> of things so I mean it's a good it's a good barometer <laughs> has he got a neck tattoo a he'll probably let you put it up his ass just saying <laughs> up his ass anything (laughs) candlestick mop you know whatever (laughs) I think the thing is with that it's again this is another situation where there's a real fine line because you can obviously have conversations with someone and be like do you want to try this are you into this and there is a real fine line between someone just not wanting to do it because they're not into it Mm -hmm. or you know kind of like helpful encouraging someone to be open to something and I think that's a real dicey thing to do when it comes to sex yeah so on that side I have definitely done things that I didn't want to do that I've done way more than ignored my own needs so much more is that in a you've been made to way or in a as far as the man is concerned from how you've acted and what you said it's consensual but in your head you don't want to do it both um yeah definitely both okay. I have had experiences where I've said no and they've done it anyway um which is rape um and mm. there have I've definitely in other situations been like acted like a willing participant because I thought if I didn't he wouldn't fancy me he won't love me he won't want me um so I've said like yes but really not enjoyed it um at all I think anal sex being the most common one that I think a lot of women agree to when I know some girls like it don't get me wrong um but I think the majority of women that I've spoken to it does nothing for them no No. I think I'm quite lucky in my experience that I again this is all down to confidence but I think if I was ever in a situation where I was sleeping with someone and I didn't know them that well yeah and like I said if it was a one night stand or a situationship or something I would be a lot more inclined to say no to anything Mm -hmm. off key just because I wouldn't have the confidence to do it um so yeah I've never I I think that's probably one thing about me is that I have never sacrificed myself in bed and that I've made myself do something I don't want to do yeah because I don't have the confidence to pull it off. So I'd just be like, no. In in relationships as well, though, have you still, have you still got the confidence to say no once you're actually in a committed relationship? Are you more likely to? No, I'm a lot more likely to do it and try it because I'm comfortable with them. So it's not a, I blanket don't want to do this, but I'm going to say, yeah, mine's the like stuff with my ex I would have done that I Mm -hmm. wouldn't do with like a one night stand. Oh yeah. I think that's Um, quite normal. Yeah. But that's like, that's like a confidence thing. That's not a me trying to please a man or me looking after my own needs and wants. That is purely because I haven't got the bollocks to try something with a stranger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. And the thing is though, like for a lot of things with sex, you do need to have that communication and that trust with each other. And Mm. yeah, like we spoke about in the sex episode, like things like kink and stuff and even something that is now seen as basically vanilla is choking with a stranger is... Mm. incredibly dangerous and you you yeah yeah yeah. so that's I think that's a very sensible way yeah for me it's a real big trust thing yeah yeah how do you think if you were sleeping with someone and you really wanted to try something Mm -hmm. or do something and you'd kind of suggested it and they weren't into it Mm -hmm. how much asking is appropriate it's a difficult one isn't it because yeah too much asking is pressure and that is Mm -hmm. an absolute fucking no-go um but like I said before there is such thing as being like I think you'd enjoy it like just give it a go like it's safe like when does that turn into trying to force someone to do something they don't want to do like it's a real hard one that isn't it to know when is when to stop 
It is a really difficult one. And like, so I'm thinking like finger in the bum here, which we know if every guy would just try it, you're going to like it, guys. Your prostate's there. That's where your G-spot is. Just fucking have a finger up your bum and get over it. But in the same <laughs> breath, if a guy said that to me, I'd be like, how fucking dare you? Like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's difficult because obviously there's such a power dynamic that's different. When a man is pressuring a woman, it is just, it's more common and it is generally they they could overpower you kind of. Thing. yeah it's scarier isn't it because you kind of feel like yeah. if they keep going on about it are they just going to do fundamentally it? when push come, when push comes to shove you can't stop it you just have to hope that they listen to you yeah um but it does work for women like this is why I was asking you like if a man kept saying no to a finger up the bum for example well like we just said we all know they'd enjoy it so when is an appropriate time to just stop I mean I'll asking? be honest like I'm not that fussed like it's not like it's desperately needed for my pleasure to put my finger in his bum like I'm gonna be okay but yeah I don't know I think if they say no and it's a very clear like that's something that I'm never gonna be into yeah just then like it's a hard no then yeah. it's once and done like you don't need to but if they're a bit like mm, I mean maybe like you could bring it up again in a in a gentle suggestive way later on and I think yeah. again asking during sex no it's not it's a conversation no. when you're not already in the throes of it if it's something you're not sure they're into if you're already shagging them then don't be like hey should we try that thing now that you already said no to yeah and um, it does fall back to what we said before in that sex episode if you're not grown up enough to have a conversation mm-hmm. about it outside of the bedroom then you're not grown up enough to do it exactly so, yeah 100 so, yeah. um yeah i think you're right actually you can kind of I definitely would if, if there was something that I wanted to try and his immediate response was absolutely hell no. Yeah. Then I wouldn't keep asking. Yeah. Like it's just, but I think I'm just one of those people that's like, I, the, the way that I would enjoy it is knowing they're enjoying it. So if I'd managed to convince them to do something that they really weren't into, but they were doing it just because I was, I don't think it would have the right effect anyway. I don't think I would really enjoy it because I'd just yeah. be thinking, well, they're not liking this, so it's not doing it for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. Fine anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, I wouldn't get into a relationship with someone again who is quite vanilla and for the fifteenth like, time. <laughs> yeah, and isn't into like the sort of dirtiest, not dirty, kinkier side of sex. And that's something that you kind of figure out quite quick. Well, it's something that I figure yeah. out quite quick. <laughs> Well, like you're just your compatibility, isn't it? And that's just yeah. as important as compatibility in any other aspect God, of a yeah. relationship. Like as well. se- sexual compatibility yeah. is fucking necessary. Otherwise, what a long and boring life if you marry that person. Yeah, completely. So, have you ever sacrificed your kind of not personality, but your experiences? So, have you ever been in a situation where perfect example of this? If a guy has asked you your number, have you lied about it? Have you said that it's less? Have you said that it's more? Or not even just your number, but just anything like that. Have you played down how you've acted in relationships or just anything? Have you ever sacrificed your actual, what you have already been through to Um, please somebody else? I don't think I've ever lied about my number. Oh, maybe when I was younger, I might have said it was more. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that's probably standard. And then I like outdid myself tenfold. Um, I definitely in like earlier stages of getting to know somebody I definitely wouldn't discuss like abusive situations in the past um mm-hmm. and probably would play down the impact my mental health in the past when I was a lot less healed um how much just how much of a crazy bitch I was in relationships is essentially what I'm getting at um Mm. although saying that again now like I'm trying to think when I've been talking to guys and it's been more than just like a couple dates and there's been like a a potential there Mm -hmm. I've definitely like because mental health has come up quite early into relationships Mm. I've definitely been like oh god yeah I was a fucking nightmare but look at me now kind of vibe like yeah so I don't know I think just as I'm getting older and just who I've become in this I've I'm kind of very unapologetic about who I am now and I mm. just don't think I can be asked to try and pretend to be anything other than I am anymore. So I just don't really do it anymore. Fuck, that's growth, isn't it? <laughs> that is growth. 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 Um, that is definitely growth. Yeah. Do you? I don't think there's any... 
It's a hard one. I wouldn't lie about my number. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've made it pretty clear on here that I'm not one of those people that has slept around. One of those people, one of you. One of us uh, hideous people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I'm no, sorry. I know you didn't. Um, I'm not a person that has slept with loads and loads of people, had loads of one-night stands. So yeah. even if I did, not that I'm saying it's something you should lie about. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But I, I don't have anything no. that I would need to lie about. Um, the only thing that I think maybe, and I wouldn't lie about it, but another example of when I would tone it down until I knew someone better is what I went through after I split up with my ex. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, that's reasonable though, because that's not, I think that's not like hiding a part of yourself. That's not showing your vulnerability until you're ready to share that vulnerability with someone until you know you can trust them yeah and it's, it's not even that I just feel like it's one of those conversations where if it was said very quickly without mm-hmm. a lot of explanation and also without someone really knowing my personality and how like I know that when you first meet me I can come across as like really loud and confident and like fun loving but I am also like really I'm a real emotional person and it really, really did knock me off my feet. And yeah. I think you really have to understand who I am as a person to understand why it all went down the way that it did yeah. for me. Um, and I don't think that is, one, an appropriate conversation to have on a first date. No, it's not. And two, without proper knowledge of me or explanation as to what happened, it probably does sound like a lot. Like mm-hmm. for me to describe how much it really knocked me off my feet yeah. without it being like a two hour conversation. You Men might just be a bit like, fucking hell love, it was only a breakup. Yeah. Calm yourself. And you need context to it to understand it. So I think that's the only thing, but I wouldn't lie about it. And I think certainly on a couple of the first dates I've been on, just because it's been like an appropriate thing to say, I think I've said that I've been in therapy. Yeah. But I've just been honest about it. Like I've, like I've said, and if they're like, oh, do you want to talk about that? I've just been like, absolutely. Yeah. But just not tonight. Cause I don't feel like it's, yeah. I don't need to go into all that heavy stuff <laughs> on a first date. And they've just been like, yeah, fine. Like no one's ever said anything negative about it. It's never been a problem. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that I would sacrifice myself and lie about it. It's just there are, there's a time and a place for that to come out and it's never a first date. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same with me. Like the one thing that I wouldn't bring up unless I really trusted someone would be the abusive relationship that I was in. Um, mostly because for a lot of people, there's still a lack of understanding around it. And having somebody in early stages of dating be like, well, why didn't you just leave the first time he hit you sort of vibe? And it's like, it's so much more than that. And it's such a difficult conversation. And I would need to know that I trusted this person. Like I'd need to know how they react to other things in the world to know that they would respond to it correctly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. completely. And that's about not just them knowing you and why you did it, but like you said, that's about knowing them Mm -hmm. enough to know that they would understand and they wouldn't be a complete prick about it. Because if you're talking about a situation that's as serious as that, you don't want to open yourself up to someone that you know is going to make you feel worse about it. So you need to trust them them yeah as much as they get you yeah yeah fully so my final question is how how appropriate do you think it is to change in a relationship so obviously you can kind of hold stuff back you can tone stuff down but there is a certain amount of bending and flexing you need to do to accommodate somebody else and their needs because no one's ever going to require a hundred percent the same things that you require um so I think it's fair to say that when you do get into a relationship with someone there are certain aspects of your personality you do need to change is change the right word it's compromise you've got to compromise yes it is and how much of that is appropriate to do is what I want to know from you I think compromising and what that like word even means it doesn't mean changing yourself it means adapting yourself so if you're like Mm -hmm changing who you are if you find yourself feeling this ain't me then that's Mm. gone too far and that isn't the relationship you should be in which is very easy to say I know Mm -hmm. I think we all have to adapt especially like now we're at this older age or we've lived alone we're self-sufficient like 
we're used to having this time and doing what the fuck we want. If someone else comes into your life, of course you have to compromise. You have to compromise with how you're spending your time. You have to compromise with how often you can watch what you want on TV. Like shit like that has got to happen. Mm. And you got to compromise. Like if you move in with someone and they're a messy fucker and you're really tidy or vice versa, then you have to be able to adapt those parts of yourself to ensure that you're not just being selfish. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if it's anything that's like a fundamental belief system or a fundamental part of who you are as a person, then that isn't compromising. Mm -hmm. That is just changing. And I don't think that is something you should have to do for a relationship. Two things to say here. The first thing I'm going to say is I think the actual what, what you've just said and the answer to that is any amount of change is okay as long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. When, when you think about it, when you look back and think, actually, six months ago, I didn't do this. I didn't put up with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't accept this, but now I do. Yeah. If you can say that and then be like, but I'm okay with it, it's fine. Then that is fine. And it's different for everyone, isn't yeah. it? Um, and the second thing that I want to say is one of my favorite things about this podcast is that if you had asked me that question, I wouldn't have known the answer. But listening to you give your answers always helps me get my answer too. We're well, like such a good team. I know, such a good team. I'm oh obsessed. my God. If it's really trying to take away from you something that you love, then yeah. you'd why? <laughs> like just walk away. And yeah. I wish I had. And I know it's so easy to say. But it is something that I just wouldn't wouldn't put up with again now, no matter how good that dick is. <laughs> yeah. I think my Jerry Springer's final thought on the matter is no matter how much changing and accommodating you've done, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, the person that I am now in this relationship, I am 100% happy with, then anything that has led mm-hmm. to that point is fine. It should as be better. It should yeah. be a better version of you. You should be able to look in the mirror and go, fuck, this person's made me a better version of me, not yeah. this person's made me a quieter, lesser mm. person than yeah. I was. I would like it to be known, though, that I would change my entire self for Harry Styles. <laughs> I would live a lie. I would live a complete lie for the rest of my life and be a different person that no one recognised if he would shag me. Oh, see, I was going to say, I expect any man that comes into my life to change completely anything that I don't like about him. Do you? No, I'm joking. But like, that's the ideal situation, isn't it? That is the ideal situation, yeah. Someone to just slot right in with absolutely no Loop. effort required from us. It's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, good chat. Good chats. Good chat. That was a lot more successful than Saturday, wasn't it? Holy Moses, just a touch. Well, anyone that's listening to this, if you want, do want to have a sneak peek of how awful we were at this on Saturday, like we said at the start, sign up to our Patreon. And, and how freaking rough we look. And we do have the bonus content with the fly. Oh my God, yeah. That was a big moment, a <laughs> yeah. big fly related moment. Oh it's exciting for everyone. Yeah. Yes, the link for our Patreon will be in our show notes alongside our Instagram and TikTok. Please follow us, like us, love us, and rate and review. Only if they're nice. I was going to say, as always, I still still want reviews from people, especially the ones on Apple Music, because you can actually write a comment, and we yeah. bloody love them. We do, we I do. But if it's going to be anything less than a four star, like leave it on someone else's podcast instead yeah oh yeah and please don't anything less than five star us on spotify because we've got a perfect record at the moment and it will drive me up the wall oh my god this is gonna be like my uber rating all over again i had a perfect five star (laughs) rating and then i got one uber with my drunk ass friends and now it's 4.87 and i am livid that sucks well thanks guys for listening it's been real i'm gonna go and have more therapy now (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown before the revelation well i'm gonna go play sims <laughs> yes do the sweatshop do the sweatshop idea now i'm gonna go kill some old men by fucking them again oh god fucking hell again out of context that could be awful it could and you're my alibi okay well luckily you're in charge of the reels so if it was me i would stitch you right up but i can't do it i potentially will stitch myself up just for the lols <laughs> Okay, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you. We do. So on that note, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.
you know the best way, the quickest way to get an old person to die is just to keep shagging them and they die of exhaustion. 